0: Well, we know of at least two positions that need new starters for this week, and uh, we're going to talk about what those new starters can be here on Locked on Gators. You are Locked on Gators, your daily podcast on the Florida Gators, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Lockdown Gators, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On Gators your first listen of the day. We're available daily and free wherever you listen to the podcast. Happy Wednesday. I'm Brandon Olson. Twitter is WNS underscore Brandon, work with whole nine sports and giants, si.com Before we start today's episode, I'd like to talk to you about LinkedIn jobs because LinkedIn jobs helps you find the qualified candidates that you want to talk to. Faster, post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. That's linkedin.com slash college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. And also, just going to say thank you for tuning in. Like, subscribe, comment, review, do whatever it is that you want to do. Join the Lockdown Gators Discord if you want. The link is in the, the description. But now we're talking about the depth chart because there are some openings. Um, first up, we'll talk about... The Jack spot, that stand-up at Drusher, Brenton Cox played this entire season. Brenton Cox is now obviously gone, if you've been living under a rock, uh, Monday afternoon and yesterday, Tuesday, we did extensive, um, a- a- extensive talking about Brenton Cox, who was dismissed from the team on Monday morning, early afternoon. Uh, and Billy Napier said Antoine Powell-Ryland and Lloyd Summerall, will likely be the guys to step in. So at the Jack spot, I think it should be Power Powell-Ryland, um, just individually. I think Lloyd Summerall should also be in there. He should probably be Jack 2, David Reese, Jack 3. And also, they've listed four players at Jack this whole season. Keeping with that, chief Borders should be Jack 4. I'm not sure if they will keep a fourth name in there because they had Brenton Cox jr. Antoine power Island or Lloyd Summerall and then David Reese. So I'm not sure if, uh, if they're going to keep four names or if they're, you know, keeping the or and three names or what it's going to be, but it should be Antoine power Island. I think pretty much everybody can agree on that. I think that an overlooked part of his game is how often he's dropped back into coverage and he hasn't been bad at it. Um, Hasn't been good at it. Better than Brenton Cox was. Worse than, say, probably Chief Borders would be. But it's something that he did and would allow you to get a little more creative with your play calling as well. So I think that one's a a, a safe decision to make there. Looking at tight end, um, this is also weird because Keon Zipper posted on Facebook that he was out for the year with an injury, won't be playing for the remainder of the year. And then myself and other Gators based to news sites started kind of running with that. where We were like, okay, Keon Zipper is out for the year. What happens now? And then he took the post down and then all the articles came down. Um, My video is still up from yesterday talking about it. and It's going to remain up and we are going to still talk about this because I don't know why he would post it if he didn't mean it. Um, So even though it has not been confirmed officially by the team, I'm still going to approach it as if yes, Keon Zipper is out for the year which is odd because you look at tight end and you go okay Jonathan Odom is probably the third best tight end on this roster so he steps up next but he also plays the same tight end spot as Dante Zanders plays which is a different spot than what Keon Zipper plays so my point is yes there are two tight there are two tight ends that play the same position odds are Uh, Well, there are different tight end positions. It's confusing. There are two tight end positions, essentially. And Jonathan Odom plays the same one as Dante Sanders. So Keon Zipper's injury, in theory, shouldn't impact Jonathan Odom at all. It should impact Nick Elksness, but Nick Elksness is currently dealing with an injury. I don't know exactly what the injury is. That's the beauty of covering Florida Gators football. Arliss Bordingham is a more well-known name. Um, True freshman tight end, very athletic. But he is also banged up. So that leaves you with Noah Keeter. Uh, that, that's who I think will be the next man up. I could probably ask Hayden Hansen about this, considering he'll be joining me for the next two segments. Um, but I'm recording this before I record with him, so no clue. Um, but Noah Keeter is very good in the spring. I've mentioned before that I loved how he worked on those slide routes, and I would like to see him do that more. I think to see the Gators' offense do that more. Maybe we see it happen more with Noah Keeter because I think he should be the starting tight end going into this Texas A&M game. And if Keon Zipper is out for the year, then Noah Keeter should be the starter. They're also important to note because I see a lot of Gators fans do this. His last name is not Zipper. It's zipper Just pointing that one out because that irritates me when people say Zipper. Um, I get it. It, it's shorter, it's easier, it kind of sounds the same, and people like to use GIFs of zippers, but come on. Um, but looking at defense again for the last position, because you know how we do it. It's usually three positions that we talk about. Star is the next one. And I've done this before, but I'm going to do it again. Starting star position should be... Hear me out. Not Trevez Johnson. And... I I have no issues with Travis Johnson personally, but I will say we are at the point where teams are intentionally targeting whoever he's covering, whether it's man or zone, they're going where Travis Johnson is. That is a problem. Like if teams are doing that, you need to make a change. And look, I I think it's, I've, I've been pretty open about it. I'm not the biggest Jadarius Perkins fan, But something's got to give. Something has to change. If that means Jadarius Perkins, starting star, do it. If that means give Kamara Coxon an actual shot at star outside of the Eastern Washington game, or give Miguel Mitchell a shot at star outside of the Eastern Washington game, or put an actual corner over there, I don't care if it's Jason Marshall. I don't care if it's Jordan Yum. Put a corner in there and see what happens. Because guess what? You can't get worse than what you've got right now. Experiment. Figure it out. Have some fun with it and, and maybe get an actual answer for something where your team has pretty consistently struggled with. And I don't know if that's going to be the approach to it, but I do think that, yes, the approach should be Antoine Powell-Ryland starting at Jack. That should be a change where we're expecting that one on the depth chart. Tight end. Again, one that we're expecting. We don't really know who would fill in that role. We don't have the injury confirmed yet, but again, Keon Zipper is one that said it. I think Noah Keeter is the next man up at that at that spot. I think that's one of the issues where Florida hasn't gone to their depth at tight end much. It's been Dante Sanders. It's been Keon Zipper and a couple guys very sporadically sprinkled in, and it's kind of hard to tell. One of those guys who rotated in was Nick Elkins who, again, is injured right now and I don't believe is going to be healthy and ready for uh, even, even maybe even the remainder of the season. And star, not Travis Johnson, is, is what I want you to do. But we're about to be joined by Hayden Hansen, Florida Gators' freshman tight end. But first, a quick word from LinkedIn, because small businesses are back in business, and LinkedIn Jobs is here to make it easier for you to grow your team. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the people that you want to interview faster and for free. And I I highly recommend LinkedIn Jobs, by the way, with simple tools like screening questions. It makes it easier for you to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience. You can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and higher, and we've said this, we've said this multiple times here. Numbers don't lie. Every week, nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com/slash locked on college. Terms and conditions apply. Joining me now for Locked On Gators, like he does every Wednesday, is Hayden Hansen, Florida Gators freshman tight end. And I'm just going to knock this one out the way, since you know you know what's coming with the first question always. What was Billy Napier's message to the team following the loss to Georgia?
1: Uh, I mean, it was just uh, – he, he always starts off with adversity and how to fight it. Um, and he also brought up the goals about the last half of the season, trying to win out, because you have five possible games if we take care of these next four. Um, that was the main thing. Um, he said you kind of have to reassess your goals. I mean, because we all want to win the national championship at the beginning of the season. And uh, now that we're about done with the season, we gotta reassess and figure out the goals we need for the last four games to get the fifth one. And um, we can still rewrite what can be said about this team this year. So,
0: yeah, I mean that that was gonna be a question later on, but I'll, yeah, I'll bring it up now. The Gators are eliminated from SEC championship contention, and it's not possible to to win that. But have the goals changed? At like, is it just? go eight and four now, run the table, get a good bowl game. Obviously the goal is to win that too, but, but is that kind of just, just where we're at and maybe, maybe see where the younger guys are at and kind of just work on development and look forward to next year?
1: I mean, a hundred percent. The goal is to win out. Napier wants to run the table. The whole team wants to run the table. And uh, I think, I think he's going to put the best players out there regardless of age. Um, I don't really think he's going to take a step back and develop the younger players. I think he wants to win out for the, he's really focused on the veterans to give them a strong season to go out on. Uh, So I mean, nine and four is a lot better than four and seven or five and seven, you know, so. Yeah. And
0: um, this one, and you don't have to give personal opinion on it, but it's something that happened with Florida this week where Brenton Cox is is no longer with the team, but I don't even necessarily care about talking about that situation specifically, but what kind of message does it maybe send to the locker room and and the program that, hey, even if you're talent wise one of the better players on the team, if we don't think you're fitting in right, then then we'll cut ties. Because Billy in, in the Monday press conference said it was for the better health of the team. So what is that mess? What kind of message is that? Where it's like, yeah, like even if you're one of the most talented players, if it's for the betterment of the team, then we'll
1: do it. Yeah, I mean, B Cox was a, he's a freak. I mean, he's very talented. Uh, uh, what, what I think it does, I think it just sends a message to the whole team. Like it, we just, I mean, Napier says it all the time, but I mean, it's pretty apparent now that he believes it's an honor, which it is, to play for the University of Florida and wear the logo. And uh, I think it was just kind of a wake-up call for the rest of us to make sure we're staying on top of things, playing, playing, and living up to Napier's standards, uh, which we should be doing anyways. So um, that's all I have to say on that.
0: And I'll I'll ask this, since you said, you know, he's a freak, he's incredibly talented. I think nobody has a question about that. And I'm assuming at certain points, since you've been in Gainesville, you've lined up directly across from him. What is it like kind of lining up against him running a route against someone like any of the safeties or linebackers that are going to be NFL players? What's it like kind of lining up as a true freshman and just saying like, this dude across from me is going to be in the NFL at some point this is a little bit of a tall task.
1: I mean, I, I say it in one word, very simple. It's humbling. It's humbling because there's you've very few times you ever beat those guys. And it's it's good because, I mean, everyone wants to make it to the league from here. I mean, as a freshman, it's a good measurement to be like, okay, this is how he beat me. How can I get better? This is this is what the league is going to be like. So this is how good I have to be. I have to be able to block these guys consistently to have a chance at the league. So um, it, it's actually a pretty good opportunity every day at practice. So.
0: And now with with Brenton Cox dismissed and Josh Braun and Mark Ortiz have both said, you know, December 5th happens, we're entering the transfer portal, whether it's on Twitter or Instagram, whatever it is, what does it do to a locker room, if anything, or how does it kind of feel to be like, okay, like, yeah, Mark Ortiz said, I'm going to stay with my teammates for the remainder of the year, but after this year I'm out. So what's it kind of mean where it's like, not done with the season but you know at the end of the season they are no longer going to be your teammate
1: yeah i mean it's it's always heavy hearted i mean because we have a, such a good relationship uh Napier has done pretty good here it's making sure we all know our back each other's backgrounds and stuff he's gotten us closer with each other um especially marco i mean he's that's a, that's a team first guy i mean he he waited his turn to play here and a, an unfortunate injury happened so uh, i mean we all wish him the best same with Braun. um it's just I mean, it's, it's kind of crazy because like you walk in the locker room and the locker's empty. You know, they're not there anymore, but uh, you still stay in touch with the guys. I mean, it's just a sport of football. You'll see them again, maybe even play them, just depending on where they go. So, I mean, it's just a part of the business, you know?
0: Yeah. And and I mean, you said a business like this is still school and it's still like student athletes, but end of the day, college football is one of the biggest businesses around and um, but now when we were looking at this season as a whole, two-thirds of the way through your true freshman season. What's what's your thoughts and your experience so far in Gainesville been?
1: Uh, it's, it's been pretty electric. I mean, um, just the games. I mean, it just, it make, going to the games, seeing the fans makes the practices worth it, you know, and it makes it worth the wait until it's your time to shine in the spotlight. So, I mean, it's just motivation for next year and the years to come here. So, uh, I mean – Especially, like, because I'm from a smaller town in Texas. and I mean, I've never played in front of 100,000 fans before. I mean, it's just crazy. Like, that's what you live for, so.
0: The Florida Gators right now are three-point underdogs against the Texas A&M Aggies this Saturday, which means, yes, I am going to take Florida to of So, I'm going to take Florida to win this game because they should be favored. But I'm also going to take Florida to cover in case they somehow lose by three or less. But, um... Every time they've been underdogs, they have covered that spread. So I'm gonna let it keep rolling. Betonline is your number one source for all of your betting needs and sports information. Head to the website or use your mobile device to learn all about the trends and action. Check out Bet Online. It's where the game starts. Yeah, I mean you're you're gonna to get to do that a lot over the next few years. Um and the Florida Gators, you guys, have four losses on the season right now. Um, is it is it I don't wanna say. There's no moral victories. We know that. But is it, is there a sense of comfort that comes with the four losses are to number one, Tennessee, number three, Georgia, number 10 LSU, and a Kentucky team who was top 25 all season until this past week? So is there kind of a sense of comfort in saying, like, yeah, there's four losses and having four losses doesn't look great at this point. But Florida's got, I think, the eighth toughest schedule in college football this year so it's a kind of a sense of comfort being like I mean the only teams we lost to were all close and it was all these top teams
1: yeah I mean anyway I think anyone that locker feels though you play that tape back there are moments in that game where we could have won I mean regardless of how good the teams were we lost to we definitely could have pulled those games out except for maybe the Georgia game we were all we were all pretty much close in those games especially I mean Tennessee we recovered all side kick I mean we almost had that one too I mean, it just—I feel like if we could run some of those games back now, uh, I feel like they'd be more successful. But uh, I would say I'd say we're more agitated than comforting. I mean, we know we could have changed the outcome. So, yeah, I'd imagine it's one of those things where it's like, ah,
0: oh, we're we're this close to—I mean, seven and one. Because, like you said, like the Georgia game, that one was out of hand. But it's like being this close to seven and one, where you'd be like, yeah, we're we're a good team, but at the same time you know it's like damn like we're we're that close to seven and one and um with these latest rankings that came out right before we recorded the college football playoff rankings came out tennessee's number one georgia's number three and i have to ask this question because they play who are you pulling for or are you just like hopefully the game just gets canceled somehow
1: yeah i mean uh uh, I feel like it'll be a close game. Uh, I'm not really rooting for anyone, but if I had to bet uh, some money on it, I would say I really have, I have a hard time voting against Bambly, you know, but I I think I'm going to give it the edge to Tennessee for that game. I just, I don't know, man. I just feel like that costs momentum. Uh, I'll be interesting to see how that game goes. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be I mean, an amazing
0: defense against an amazing offense, and, and it's just going to be, either really high scoring or really low scoring. And everybody obviously is looking for the high scoring part of it. And I am asking you this question specifically because, or this next question specifically, because uh, we have our recruiting insider from sports illustrated every week is on the show. And he wanted me to ask this question just to Gators fans. And I was like, I think I have a better person that I can ask this question to Miami, Florida state play each other. And it's not a matter of who you want to win which program do you hate more?
1: Um, yeah. So, I mean, I'm, I'm not familiar too much with these Florida teams, but ever since I've been here, um, I've just been like reading Twitter and stuff. And I'm going to have to I'm gonna have to go with the Miami fan base. Um, just with all this recruiting noise and stuff about how they're out, how recruiting Napier and stuff and how Napier's a, a group of five coach and stuff, it really kind of runs me the wrong way. But, I mean, it'd be different if Miami was winning, you know, but they're not. I mean – yeah, they're getting some good recruits, and I'm not gonna like say how they're getting the good recruits, but I mean, it's just I gotta see their, if they perform better, then they can they can kind of talk, you know. But like I don't, I think they have won like two three games. I'm not sure on their record, but I mean, it's just I guess they're one of those fan bases that just talk no matter what. Yeah, I, I mean, they gave up 45 to Middle Tennessee State,
0: and they gave up 45 to Duke, and those aren't you know offensive powerhouses here. And I will say, the second you said it's from looking at Twitter. I was like, Oh, it's going to be Miami. <laughs> it was so clearly going to be Miami there. But um, last question before I let you go is just what is the general feel around the program and Billy Napier's message for this week where it, it's kind of the turning point for the Florida Gators football team this year. So this week you got AM. What what's the turning point or what's the message here?
1: Yeah, so I mean, he's he's been saying we want to run the table, and of course, Adam's the first one on the way. So we gotta go, we gotta go away in a hostile environment, take care of business, and start this last season, last half of the momentum, and rewrite rewrite the narrative on this team. So that's 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 what the message is going to be. So,
0: yeah, and I mean, I I don't like to be a, a homer or anything. I like to think I'm a realist, but running the table certainly certainly a thing that this Florida Gators team can do. I mean, you got the Georgia game 28, three at the half came back and made it 28, 20. And this is a team that consistently has shown no quit. And I think that's something that especially compared to last year is a very different feel around this Florida Gators team where it's like, yeah, no quit. There's not a ton of dysfunction publicly or anything. So I, I think that, on the right track is what I'll say. Uh, thank you so much, Hayden. This was Hayden Hanson, Florida Gators freshman tight end. Catch him every Wednesday on Locked On Gators and catch him every week with your Florida Gators. Thanks for making Locked On Gators your first listen of the day. We are available daily and free wherever you listen to podcasts. podcast. We'll be back tomorrow. We're talking Florida Gators. We're talking Texas A&M Aggies, and we're going to talk trash. That's what we're doing. I'm going back to it. I'm going back to talking trash about Texas A&M and about Florida's opponents for the remainder of the season. I try to be a nice lost game. Still, I don't care. I'm being mean. For your second listen, check out Locked On SEC, hosted by Chris Gore, to get the best coverage on the best conference, including the best university, the University of Florida. For Locked On Gators, I'm Brandon Olson. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. Find all my written work with Whole Nine Sports and si.com. and I will see you all tomorrow.